Welcome to The Realist Uncensored, where we're bringing you real fucking issues or real fucking opinions. I'm Checkers, and over there, as always, is MJ. What's going on, everybody? Listen on your favorite podcast directory and rumble. Today's Friday. You made it through another fucking week. And you're here listening to The Realist Weekly Wrap-Up by The Realist Uncensored. I mean, in all, all reality, we should, probably should have named it The Dope Show with the two dopes. Checkers and MJ. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, it's been another fucking busy week. Yeah, it has. It's ridiculous. It is. It's I, ridiculous that we're the ones putting these articles out there and well, not we're, mainstream well, media. We're, well, we're not putting them out there. Well, no, we're not. Somebody we're, else is. We're right. finding them and we're talking about them. Right. Unless you're doing something on the side, I don't know about. Maybe. Just just starting up your own paper. Yeah. News outlet. Yeah. You know, I was inspired by Soros. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, you know, you made it through another week with, with the freedoms you have. I mean, who knows? By 2024, it might be a complete shit show. Yeah, it probably will be. You probably won't even be going to work. Who knows? Yeah. Country's just gonna stop. Not enough about my conspiracy thoughts. I don't. Yeah, I, you don't I, have I, your I, fucking hat yeah, on. I Come on, I don't have my tinfoil hat on, and I'm not getting up to get it. No, I'm comfortable. There you go. All right, so we'll just jump into it. Okay, all business, all no business, all business, no talk. Well, you got a lot of shit to get through. Okay, but our first one is from OANN. U.S. announces temporary residence work permits to nearly half a million Venezuelans. That would be one American news network. Yes, that, that's very true. The Biden administration announced that it will be giving nearly half a million Venezuelans already living in the United States temporary residence and work permits. Great. On Wednesday, the U.S. government announced that it will allow at least 472,000 Venezuelans to remain in the United States and work legally for 18 months. Just 18 months. What's 18 months from now? About. Due to growing instability <laughs> and unsafe conditions in Venezuela. No, I guess it's uh, it's it's less. It's thir- uh, 14 months until uh, the presidential election. But goes on to say the Department of Homeland Security released a statement in which they said they will be extending and redesignating the temporary protected status for Venezuelans who are in the United States before July 31st, 2023, granting them temporary protection from deportation, as well as access to work permits. According to the statement, Homeland Security Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas made the decision based on Venezuela's increased instability and lack of safety. I didn't know that we were the world's police and that we needed to protect other countries when our country is fucking falling apart. Under this regime, anyways, I guess that's how it goes. Where the fuck have you been at? I don't know. Under a rock, I guess. Apparently. According to reports, under the current classification, there are around 242,700 Venezuelans of Venezuelan TPS recipients. However, due to the redesignation, approximately 472,000 additional Venezuelans living in the United States may also petition for protection from removal. And Congress established a program for foreign nationals who cannot safely return to home country due to natural catastrophes, military conflicts, or other extreme circumstances. Governor Kathy Hochul 
praised the administration's move, citing a productive conversation she had with President Joe Biden on Tuesday night. And that'll do it for that article. All right. My next one's from the Washington Examiner. China unveils its vision for a new world order. Wow. You didn't even know I had this one. I did not. Courtesy of the Chinese Communist Party, we have a new vision for uh, world order. The proposal released on Tuesday, a global community of shared futures designed as a framework to replace the U.S.-led international order of democratic sovereignty. Uh, Befitting the communist... um, the communist the proposal is rather long, still is notable both for its hypocrisy and its effort to woo developing nations in a Beijing-led autocratic global political structure. Just wooing people. And if you don't know what autocratic is, it's autocracy. And if you don't know what that is, we just did a uh, one of those um, unwraps on it. Yes. So you can go find that. We're told this new uh, theatrical structure uh, effectively confronts the thinking of certain countries that seek supremacy. The Chinese Communist Party hyperbole is on full display. The paper observes that other uh, some countries abusive and aggressive actions against others in the form of swindling, plundering and oppression and a number and, and the zero sum game are causing great harm. Again, this is a very uh, thinly veiled rebuke of U S efforts to organize international resistance to China and its militarism. So this one goes on a little further but I just wanted to bring it to our listeners' attention because now you have um, uh, the morons of the WEF. They, they have a new world order they want to reach by 2030, and now China is trying to push a new world order of their own. So now we got to deal with two possible new world orders. That's a conflict of interest if they're not on the same page. They are not on the same page. (laughs) So it's going to get very interesting. Yeah. In this world. Yep. As an American. Because everybody hates Americans. Yeah, they do. Why is that? I don't know. Because we got a fucking leader that falls down a flight of stairs at like six steps. (laughs) That just shows how weak this country is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know? Oh, trust me. We got to... I don't even know how many we got on uh, Biden this week Oh, and his fuck-ups. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot. So I'll take it in mind. The next one from MSN, Oprah, Zuckerberg, Ellison, billionaires continue to acquire land in Hawaii. Here's the extent of their holdings. And if you've been living under a rock, this is all after the big Maui fire that happened over there that a lot of people are saying was uh, intentionally set. But um, it's a says Hawaii with this breath breathtaking landscape and serene beauty has always attracted those seeking a piece of paradise for years. Billionaires such as Oprah Winfrey, Mark Zuckerberg and Larry Ellison have been making headlines for their significant land acquisitions across the Island. 
As the allure of Hawaii's natural wonders remains strong, it's worth taking a closer look at the extent of these billionaires' holdings and what it means for the local communities. Okay. Oprah Winfrey's Hawaiian Paradise. She, um, there's a long stem love affair with Hawaii in 2002. She purchased a sprawling 163-acre house estate on Maui's Hana Coast. Since 2004, she's amassed approximately 1,000 acres across uh, Maui. Fucking 1,000 acres. What the fuck do you need 1,000 fucking acres for? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, um, in 2014, he acquired a 700-acre estate on Cowie's North Shore. Since then, Zuckerberg has been involved in various land purchases, which have stirred controversy among local residents and environmentalists. Larry Ellison's Island Ambitions. Oracle co-founder Larry Ellison joined the ranks of billionaire landowners in Hawaii by purchasing the majority of Lanai, the sixth largest Hawaiian island, in 2012. Ellison's investments in Lanai has been a source of both excitement and apprehension for the island's residents. Uh, The local impact is, while these billionaires' land acquisitions have brought investments and development to Hawaii, they have also raised concerns about the effect on local communities and and the environment. Hawaii has a long history of indigenous cultures and traditions, and these large-scale land purchases can can disrupt and delicate uh, the delicate balance between economic development and cultural preservation. And uh, this this goes on a little further, but just sounds a little weird that they're they're buying all this burnt-up land on the cheap. And why you are Oprah already has a thousand acres. They don't want seven hundred. They don't want the peasants around them. They they want they want that island to just be for the rich. I think what's what's going to happen is they're just going to keep acquiring all this land, and then they're going to section off. I want this many acres. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, they're going to sell to other people for a profit. Other billionaires, yeah. So then it becomes like a like the billionaires' islands, I guess. But it's pretty fucking sad. The people that live there, their gonna, their land gonna, should be sold out from under them. It's going to be the new Epstein Island. Jesus Christ, yeah. Yeah, they, they've been wanting that. Yeah. And, you know, because Biden's there, they're expanding the fucking uh, child, tri- uh, child sex trafficking. So they're like, fuck, his island's too small. So what the fuck? We need, we need, a, bigger, uh, we need a bigger fucking island. We have too many, too, too many fucking kids over here. But that's going to do it for that article. Okay, my next one broke a couple days ago. It's from the Washington Post. Um, U.S. 17 states sue Amazon alleging monopolistic uh, practices led to higher prices. Uh, eventually, everybody had to see this coming. Right. Yeah, uh, they were. They, they're getting they're getting huge. Yeah. Every time you turn around, you're like, oh, shit. Another Amazon warehouse. Wow. Pretty soon they're going to knock down my my establishment to build one there. Wow. And it's not like a regular warehouse. <laughs> yeah, like, those things are fucking gigantic. I know. <laughs> like a small town in there. They, they, they make Cisco's warehouses look tiny. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the Federal Trade Commission and 17 state attorneys, uh, attorney generals, uh, filed a sweeping antitrust lawsuit against Amazon on Tuesday, alleging the company abused its powers to squeeze merchants and rivals. 
um, resulting in higher prices and lower quality goods for tens of millions of American households who regularly shop at the company's online superstore. Merchants who rely on Amazon to stay in business are forced to pay a range of fees that trickle down to consumers. The FTC argues in the suit, pay-to-play advertisements clog its store and degrade the services it provides customers, the regulators allege. The long-awaited lawsuit filed in Western District of Washington Court marks a historic political test of one of the world's most influential companies, as well as the regulator, uh, regulators who have promised for years the reign in its alleged alleged monopolistic practices. Um, FTC Chair uh, Lena Khan's um, mediocre mediocre rise to the helm of the antitrust enforcement agency has been closely tied to the e-commerce company. She gained um, national attention while still a law school student for a paper titled Amazon's Antitrust Paradox, arguing the e-commerce giant evades scrutiny because of the relatively narrow way the courts have interpreted antitrust law. Her paper has been at the center of the broader political movement that argues monopoly law should be more creatively and aggressively enforced, extending beyond the prices consumers pay. Today's lawsuit takes a different uh, different tack, focusing on a cornerstone of monopoly law, prices for consumers, fees, requirements, and incentives let Amazon collect one out of every $2 a seller makes on the platform, effectively resulting in 50% Amazon tax, Khan said. The FTC argues those costs are then passed on to shoppers. Amazon is a monopolist, uh, monopolist and is it is exploiting its monopolies in ways that leave shoppers and sellers paying more for worse services, Khan told reporters in a briefing. David Zapp. Zaplowski, Amazon's senior vice president of global um, public policy and general counsel, said that the suit wrong on the facts and the law. If the FTC gets its way, the result would uh, be fewer products to choose from, higher prices, slower deliveries for consumers, and reduced options for small businesses. The opposite of what antitrust law is designed to do, he said. Amazon's founder and former CEO, Jeff Bezos, owns the Washington Post. The Post's uh, interim CEO, Patty Stonesfer, uh, sits on the Amazon board. So this um, one's going to go on. It's a little more lengthy. It's probably going to dive into some more legal and law shit about what uh, Amazon's doing, but... You know, they want to say fewer products. Well, if they did fewer products, that means probably most of the products on Amazon would be from America and yep. not coming from China. Exactly. Or, or Alibaba and then fucking sold at a fucking 50% fucking price increase. Right. You know, so. But that's the thing too. Um, almost every company does this, but Amazon has grown to, a su- to such a point where, yeah, people are going to take notice, but they're... I've noticed products going getting cheaper and cheaper. Yeah. And the prices keep going up. So technically, if there's you know, there's there's obvious loopholes and that's what these companies do. You want to sell on my website, fucking pay a fifty percent tax. That's fucked up. 
But my next one is from Brybar Joe Biden from Rose Garden. If you need 80 shots in a magazine, you should have known a gun. Man, I don't want 80. I want 100. <laughs> While announcing the launch of an ex- uh, executive level gun control law, uh, launch of an, yeah, gun control office, the Office of Gun Violence Prevention, President Joe Biden called again for a ban on assault weapons and said, if you need 80 shots in a magazine, you shouldn't own a gun. I don't know who's going around with 80 mags, 80 rounds, but I don't think it's too many people. And announcing the launch... It doesn't exist. Yeah. And announcing the launch of the office on Friday from the Rose Garden, Biden referenced the gun control Senate Senator John Cornyn of Texas worked with Democrats to help uh, secure in the summer of 2022. He then stressed that it is not finished pursuing gun control. He spoke again. He spoke of securing again the federal assault weapons ban, which was in place from 1994 to 2004. That ban included a prohibition on high capacity magazines as well. On June 23rd, 2021, Breitbart News pointed out that Biden claimed no one needs to have a weapon that can fire over 30, 40, 50, even up to 100 rounds, unless you think the deer are wearing Kevlar vests or something. <laughs> Those guys are retired. Well, the reason why people need that many many rounds in a, in a mag is uh, to protect themselves against your, your F-35. Oh, wait. Well, no, no. Oh, that, wait, that, does, that doesn't work. No, no. It was the it was the F fifteens because those actually work, so that's good. The F thirty five, they just those, fall out of the yeah, sky. Yeah, those are old. The F, the F, they gave them all to Ukraine. That's why they're focusing on the F thirty five that doesn't work here. Right. Maybe you should worry about that. Maybe. There's a lot of things you should worry about. That I know, not. but that's going to do it for that article. Okay, nice and short. Okay. Yeah, they don't. They don't make an eighty. As far as I know, they don't make an eighty. They make um, uh, you know, they got the forty eight. No, they got 50, they got 60, they got 100, they got, uh, I think they got 110s. Yeah. No, All right. No, no 80s. Just just the weight alone, you have, you have to be in pretty good shape just to fucking stand there and hold the goddamn thing. And you, half of America, more than half of America couldn't fucking do that. He couldn't. He can't even walk down a flight of stairs. Right. Can't even hold his dick. Well, I mean, with with the way the world is, he maybe he doesn't even have one. Probably. Okay, so OAN. This is where this one's from. More schools moving moving towards a four day work four day work. Why do I keep saying that? <laughs> a four day week, school week. They don't work. Well, I don't know what they do in the classrooms nowadays. So maybe they do work. Well, Some slave labor. Work. Yeah. Schools across the country are embracing a four day week. Hundreds of institutions are using this strategy to retain teachers amid the shortage and improve the lives of the students and faculty. So now teachers are going to bitch. They don't make any money, but they're going to have, they're going to work four days a week. They're going to have a shitload of vacations and they're going to have three months off in the summer. I wonder why you don't make any fucking money. Right. The four day uh, Week has become a trend following the COVID-19 lockdowns. Many schools are either skipping Mondays or Fridays. While schools are looking to hold on to teachers, some parents are unhappy with the change as it forces them to uh, arrange childcare for an extra day. Researchers have also pointed out that this solution may be a Band-Aid fix. 
The change comes as states have been reporting the lag of in af- academic preparedness for kids. So that's going to wrap that one up. But, you know, they want to talk about the uh, lag of academic preparedness for kids. Well, stop trying to indoctrinate them with, hey, are you a boy or a girl? Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe instead of worrying about that at a young age, you could be teaching them the essentials of how to write, how to count, the alphabet. You know, and those young, you know, those real young grades. Yeah. Instead, you're worried about that. And then you're wondering why there's a lag in preparedness. And the other reason I think this is that they want to go to a four day work, four day work week. Well, it's going to end up for a four day work week for the parents, but they don't want the parents to be working. It's a way to restrict the money that's coming into the house. It's a way to put more Americans in a tough situation. They want to destroy the middle class. Yep. This is all, all of these things are, they're just strong arming the American people into what they want. Yeah. And it's fucked up. And it's good to see people standing up, but I don't think, I don't think it's enough because you need to stand up to such a point that they, they feel like they can't uh, do that shit. But I'll bring it into my next one from Breibart, New Jersey Senator Menendez, wife, are indicted on bribery charges. U.S. Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey and his wife have been indicted on charges of bribery. Federal prosecutors on Friday announced the charges against the 69-year-old Democrat nearly six years after an earlier criminal case against him ended with a deadlocked jury. The latest indictment is unrelated to the earlier charges that that alleged Menendez accepted lavish gifts to pressure the government officials on behalf of a Florida doctor. The Senate Historical Office says Menendez appears to be the first sitting senator in U.S. history to have been indicted on two unrelated criminal uh, allegations. Menendez faces re-election next year in a bid to extend his three-decade career in Washington and as Democrats hold a narrow majority in the Senate. A lawyer for Menendez's wife hasn't responded to a message-seeking comment. Messages were left from Menendez's uh, Senate spokesperson and his political consultant. I don't know even I don't even know why they fucking reach out to these people. They never they never comment. Because they're not going to comment because the lawyer's gonna be like, shut your fucking mouth, don't say shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the first time Menendez was indicted, he had been accused of using his political influence to help a Florida eye doctor who had lavished him with gifts and campaign contributions. Menendez appears to be the first sitting senator in US history to bed. Okay, they just said it again. Jesus Christ. Uh, the new charges follow a years-long investigation that examined, among other things, the dealings of a New Jersey businessman, a friend of Menendez's wife, who secured sole authorization from the Egyptian government to certify that meat imported into that country meets Islamic dietary requirements. Investigators also questioned about the Menendez family's interactions with a New Jersey developer. Okay, they just said, all right, I'm done with this article. They're fucking repeating themselves. It's, they're saying again, he faces re-election. He already fucking said it. Anyways, that's just, you know, a piece of the Democratic pie that we have here. And that's going to do it for that article. <clears throat> this one's from uh, Epic Times. Meat from animals vaccinated with the mRNA vaccines may soon make its way into the U.S. food supply. Great. 
A growing list of food sources, including shrimp, pigs, and beef, are being targeted by the mRNA gene therapy technology, and risks are entirely unknown. You got to ask yourself a question. Why do they want this mRNA in you so bad? Yeah. That they're giving the vaccine away for free. They're injecting the food you eat with it. Why do they want this in you so bad? Exactly. You you have to you have to ask that because they didn't do it with the flu. The flu vaccine, they're not injecting shit with the flu vaccine. They didn't do it with any vaccines. No. So, why, ask yourself this. And if you know somebody that's getting these vaccines for the 15th time, ask them, why, why do they want you to have this so bad? And don't be like, oh, it's to keep me healthy. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Because all you motherfuckers are dying. Yep. And that's exactly the point. That's why they want to do it. Uh, shrimp have be, become the latest addition to the growing list of food sources targeted by mRNA gene therapy technology. An Israel company, an Israeli company seeking to bring mRNA vaccines to shrimp farming has raised $8.25 million uh, from a group of venture capitalists to promote and improve animal health and marine species through its oral um, administrated RNA uh, particle platform. Via Aqua, a uh, biotechnology company created an M, uh, created an RNA-based vaccine product that used um, the RNA to manipulate gene expression in shrimp. RNAi is a biological process where uh, uh, RNA molecules are used to inhabit gene expression or translation by neutralizing the target mRNA molecules. The vaccine comes in the form of a coated feed supplement designed to enhance uh, resistance to white spot syndrome virus, a viral infection that causes an annual loss of about 3 billion and a 15% reduction in global shrimp production. Via Aqua suggests RNA molecules can inhibit the expression of genes that cause disease with every meal containing its coated product. According to a 2022 proof off concept study, uh, the nano vaccine was roughly 80% effective in a lethal WSSV challenge model and exhibited excellent in biosafety profiles. Yet, the risks are altering gene expression in shrimp and effects of consuming vaccinated shrimp are unknown. But they're doing it anyways. Yes. So you, you can read on a little more about the shrimp. We'll move into the mRNA vaccines are already used in pigs. The um, aquaculture uh, industry is not only... Mar- is, is not only market being targeted with mRNA vaccines, uh, GenVax technology, a startup uh, creating mRNA vaccines for animals, is in 2022 secured $6.5 million in funding to develop a self-amplifying mRNA platform that allows for rapid development of a herd or flock-specific spe- uh, vaccine matched 100% to circulating variant uh, at the root and disease of outbreak. 
So you can, you can go on reading about the pigs. There's another section about the cattle. You can get into that. But pretty much, they're putting the uh, vaccine into the food now. So wh- why? Why do they want you to have that vaccine so bad? Not only, not only uh, do I think they... They're pushing the vaccine into the, the food because they want people to have the vaccine, but for, they know that the unvaccinated are going to get wind of this and stop eating the food, not food, the the food. Yeah. And then they think they're going to go to that synthetic meat shit. No. No. Not at all. Nope. Fuck that. There's, a, there's other avenues. There is. But we could, we could take a lesson from the... The vegans, I guess. I don't know. Oh, Jesus. They're clowns. Yeah, they are. They're, they're Most of them are leftists. Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my next one's from Breibart. Deeply disturbing, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy urges Senator Rob Robert Menendez to resign. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, Democrat, has joined the small but growing chorus of Democrats urging U.S. Uh, uh, Senator Robert Menendez to re- resign from the U.S. U.S. Senate after f- the fellow New Jersey Democrat has in- was indicted on federal bribery charges Friday morning. It's pretty bad when your fellow Democrat to like, bro, get the fuck out. Like that, that's pretty fucking bad. So that that means you know, he's he's probably going to go to jail. Murphy, in a statement reported to CBS News, branded the bombshell claims against Menendez deeply disturbing, adding that the claims implicate national security and the integrity of our criminal justice system. They, they want him to be, you know, stepped down because of bribery, but what are, they, what are they doing with the big guy? Oh, that's different. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, you can't ask the CEO to be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Under our legal system, Senator Menendez, Menendez and the other defendants have not been found guilty and will have the ability to present evidence uh, disputing these charges, and we must respect the process, Murphy stated, according to the news outlet. However, the alleged facts are so serious that they compromise the ability of Senator Menendez to effectively represent the people of our state. Therefore, I am calling for his immediate resignation. Menendez, along with his wife, Nadine, I already said that in the other article, they were indicted, um... And that's cool. That's, oh, what's this? Uh, Murphy's remarks come after Republican Dean Phillips urged Menendez to step down, calling on Democrat leadership to push him out if the senator refuses. First of all, everybody's innocent until proven guilty. Thank goodness, still in our country. Wrong. But I'm appalled. Anybody who pays attention, I don't care your politics, Democrat or Republican, you should be appalled. Phillips told CNN, a member of Congress who appears to have broken the law as someone who I believe should resign. Eric Holder, who, who served as a general, as attorney general in the President Barack Obama's Department of Justice, has also called on Menendez to resign. Um, he goes, as a both leader in the Democratic Party and former attorney general, and given the nature of the charges, I call upon Senator Menendez to retire, uh, resign. Holder wrote on X of the chairman of the Senate of Foreign Relations Committee, the nation will be better served if he steps aside and allows a transition to occur that will best serve the people of the Jer- of New Jersey. Menendez has re- uh, denied any wrongdoing, so he's going to fight this, but I don't know. Looks like the evidence is stacked against him. But this is, this is just one, a drop in the bucket. 
If he's the if he's he got caught doing this, how many other senators and congressmen and all that shit are doing insider deals or you know illegal shit? All of them, both sides. Yeah, I believe so. But that'll do it for that article. Okay, my next one is from Newsmax. Over a hundred masked teens loot Philly stores. Arrests made. Wow. Groups of teenagers swarmed into stores in Philadelphia's center city, stuffing plastic bags with merchandise and fleeing. Although police made several arrests, authorities and witnesses said an Apple store was hit at around 8 p.m. Tuesday and police chased fleeing teenagers recovering dropped iPhones and a pile of iPads at one spot, the police statement said. Oh, man. Well, I guess, I guess Apple wasn't prepared for that because they said that the only thing that they got to worry about that's going to affect their sales, I was reading somewhere, is um, climate change. Climate change. Yeah. Yeah, it's all climate change. More than 100 people who appeared to be teenagers stole from a Lululemon store. Oh, Not no. Lululemon. <laughs> NBC10 <laughs> Philadelphia reported citing a police officer. Video posted a so, uh, on social media showed mass people in hoodies running out of Lululemon and police officers grabbing several and tackling them on, to the sidewalk. The Philadelphia Inquirer reported no injuries were immediately reported by C, uh, CBS Philadelphia. Said a security guard uh, said a security guard was assaulted at a Footlocker. Um, the, fir- the flash mob style ransacking followed an earlier peaceful protest over ju- the, a judge's Tuesday decision to dismiss murderer and uh, uh, dismiss uh, murder and other charges against the Philadelphia police officer who shot and killed uh, driver Eddie Arazia through a roll uh, a rolled up window. However, several police commanders. <clears throat> said that the store ransacking was connected to earlier demonstrations. CBS Philadelphia reported the thefts also occurred on the same day that Target announced it will close nine stores in four states, including one in New York City, East Harlem's neighborhood, and three in San Francisco Bay Area, saying the theft and organized crime have threatened the safety of its workers and customers. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty dire. All democratic cities. No way. Yes. Those are the safest places, I thought. That's what they said. Well, you're a moron if you believe that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my next one's from Newsmax. Dallas Mayor switches from Democratic Party to GOP. Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson announced that he's leaving the Democratic Party and becoming a Republican after saying he sees the failed policies in other major U.S. cities led by Democrats. Look at that. Wow. Wow. In a Friday opinion uh, opinion column from the Wall Street Journal, Johnson announced his party switch and wrote that American cities need Republicans and Republicans need American cities. I don't believe I can stay on the sidelines any longer, Johnson wrote. I've tried to be honest and say what I think is right for my city. The future of America's great urban centers depends on the willingness of the nation's mayors to champion law and order and practice fiscal conservatism. Sounds pretty good. Our cities desperately need genuine com- uh, commitment to these principles as opposed to the inconsistent poll-driven commitment 
of many Democrats. As long as uh, that has long been defining characteristics of the GOP before becoming mayor in 2019, John served as a Democrat in the Republican led Texas House of Representatives, where he saw common sense solutions. With my change in party affiliation, I recognize that the number of Republican mayors leading the nation's 10 largest cities has increased from zero to one. Johnson wrote, this is hardly a red wave. But it's clear that the nation and its cities have reached a time for cho- uh, choosing. An overwhelming majority of Americans who call our cities home deserve to have real choices, not progressive echo chambers at City Hall. Johnson says the major uh, that other major U.S. cities are in disarray under Democratic mayors. Yes, you've said that countless times. I've said that countless times. And people are finally coming around to it. I like it. <laughs> too but, little, too late. Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It is true. Uh, this actually goes on pretty far, but I just like the uh, like the fact that this guy got his head right. Actually, you know, picked up his balls and fucking did something he believes in. Yeah. So that'll do it for that one. Okay, my next one's from the Epic Times. N I A. NIH doctor flagged Wuhan virus lab safety problems as early as 2017. Wow. Not shocked. No. In 2017, a NIH doctor flagged safety issues at Wuhan lab linked to the COVID-19 lab leak theory suggesting NIH knew about problems there earlier. Oh, so this all could have been stopped. Yep. They just continued on with it. Yep. A doctor working for the U.S. government in 2017 visited the China-based virus research facility that may have leaked the pathogen that caused COVID-19. Dun, dun, dun. May have. It did. And sounded the alarm on safety issues at the lab earlier than previously reported, according to documents obtained by Epic Times. Dr. Ping Chen, who worked for the National Institution of Allergy and Infection Diseases, visited the Wuhan in- Institution uh, Institute of Virology uh, in October 2017 and prepared a report for her superiors after her visit. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know if that was a male or a female. Yeah, I don't know. Ping. I was not ready for that though. Uh, Well, a version of her report obtained by a Freedom of Information Act request uh, was fully uh, redacted. Senator Ron Johnson, Republican of uh, Wisconsin, and (laughs) and his team were granted an opportunity to carry out an in-camera review of of the report that had some of the redactions removed. It is clear to me by uh, talking to the technician that certainly there is a need for training and support at the Wuhan lab. Dr. Chen um, wrote in in the report, parts of which were attached to the letter sent by uh, Mr. Johnson to the Department of Health and Human Services secretary um, on September 21st. The letter uh, which was obtained by the Epic Times includes fragments of Dr. Chen's report and suggests that HHS and the U.S. National Institute of Health, the N, 
IIH were aware of safety issues at the Wuhan facility as early as October 2017. And sounds like they did nothing. Earlier, reporting based on the two state department cables and correspondent um, records obtained by Judicial, Judicial Watch indicate that NIH was made aware of the safety problems of the Wuhan lab in 2018, the year after Dr. Chen's report. Um, I think the Institute would welcome any help and technical support, um, wrote Dr. Chen in 2017 report. Mr. Johnson wrote a, in the letter um, that Dr. Chen's 2017 report partially served as the bias for the January 19, 2018 Senate Department uh, cable that raised safety concerns about the Wuhan uh, virus lab. Evidence suggests that SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, leaked from the Wuhan facility before spreading across the world. According to the so-called lab leak theory, the deadly pathogen that caused the pandemic escaped the Chinese facility, um, which was conducting risky gain-of-function research on bat coronaviruses that was partially funded by U.S. taxpayer dollars. So that's where your taxes are going. Yeah, $3 million. So the, the article is going to go on with some demands and, you know, you know, some more evidence and, you know, the Wuhan lab funding controversy. So head on over to Epic Times and uh, check out this article. You're just going to find out. As an American, you are lied to every day by your government. Yes. And, and, then, the, and, and then the best part is they, they act like shit doesn't come out because every time something like this big, big, massive event, everybody knows, okay, the, the information is going to come out in like three years. Yeah. yeah. But that's misinformation. That's where that comes in. Well, they're they going to claim it as misinformation. They didn't call it misinformation back in the day. Everybody just would sit around and wait. Oh, okay. That's what yeah, I knew that happened. <laughs> Well, that's the other thing. I, I don't understand why there's anything redacted in that in in that statement, in that in those in those findings. It should be all open. The only thing that should be redacted is personal information. That's it. Every word should be written. It should be able to be read. So that just shows it's fucking inadequate. But if there are any climate people listening, perk your ears up, because there's a new swing with the climate change. Democrats attribute global cooling as the reason for the border crisis. Global cooling. Well, yeah, because the, you know the way the way this whole climate change thing works is, you know, it's getting warmer in the colder environments, but it's getting cooler in the the warmer environments. So it only makes sense that you know down in the South American countries, um, where it's really warm all the time, it's cooling down. So they they need to head north. Yeah. That's yeah. why they're flooding the border. Sure. Okay. I'm just... I'm ju <laughs> In recent years, Democrats have consistently emphasized the issue of global warming, but now they're acknowledging the challenges posed by global cooling as well. So we got fucking both going on? Really? What the fuck is this? Oh, sorry. I was, I was talking about an email I just got. <laughs> uh, John Kirby, a senior official from the Biden administration serving as the White House National Security Coordinator of Strategic 
Communications made a statement attributing the increase in migrants at the southern border to colder weather during a Fox interview. During the interview with host Martha McCollum, Kirby was asked, we are blaming climate change as the reason for that people are coming. Kirby clarified saying, no, I'm talking about just the weather conditions as we head to into fall. It's just easy to be on the move. As the weather cools down and conditions get a little bit better, we are seeing increases of numbers, Kirby stated. Martha McKellen pressed further, pointing out that, the pre- that President Biden had not addressed the southern border situation during his recent visit to New York City, despite an ongoing crisis unfolding less than a half, less than a mile from where he was speaking. In response, Kirby stated, well, Martha, he did address the challenge of regionally, regional uh, migration in the speech. He talked about the Los Angeles Declaration migration and for and support for migrants. He knows that, and he addressed it again in the remarks that this is a regional thing. You're not wrong. There are more people on the move in this hemisphere now than we've seen since World War II. And you're absolutely right. As the weather cools down and conditions get a little bit better, we're seeing an increasing of numbers. Yeah, there's it, it, not a, not only the weather. Yeah, it does make an, it make sense that you know it's easier to walk, you know, thousands of miles in the cold weather. But it's getting the words getting out there that hey, fucking U.S. borders are wide open, so everybody's like, yeah, let's go. And, and who wrote that? Um, probably a white guy. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Alec, yeah. Alec Donaldson. Yeah, you're, it's easier to walk in the cold weather. Hey, dipshit. Most of these people are used to like 100 degree uh, days for months on end. It's not going to be easier for them. And plus, they don't have the clothing to deal with the climate change that they're walking into. Right. You're a fucking moron. He is. But that's going to do it for that article. I just think it's funny that, you know, they're recognizing that global cooling is a response, the thing for the the southern border. But then when you when they're pressed about it, they're like, "No, no, no! It's not global cooling. It's just cooler weather." So why'd you fucking call it global cooling? Because <laughs> you knew you sounded like a fucking idiot. Be, because because uh, you know it's it, in all reality, it's not supposed to cool down at all. We're the the planet's getting hotter. Right, right. That's the whole thing. That'll do it for that one. My next one is from Newsmax. More than a thousand miners missing in Ohio amid surge. Okay. So just because we haven't talked about this and, you know, the miners being missing in this country doesn't mean it stopped. Um, Ohio is struggling to keep up with concerning surge of missing miners that has totaled over 1,072 this year after alarming total of 1,600 last year, according to reports. This month alone, there have uh, more than 45 school children reported missing in the Cleveland-Akron area after an August after an August that totaled 35 missing, according to reports citing Ohio T- Attorney General Dave Yost. The extraordinary surge in missing children in Ohio began in May, bringing it to priority for Yost. Um, yes, of course, we are worried about that, he told News 5. He is working with the University of Toledo on improving Ohio's missing person reports and investigating data uh, to help find the children. 
I'm fearful for, of all kinds of things that fall through the cracks that include missing children. Yost continued to news five. I rely on the tech, uh, the tenacity of a worried parent more than I do, um, a bureaucrat, a bureaucrat whose job is to put data into a computer. Law enforcement can't be anywhere and can't see everything. Um, we rely on people, the population, because we have 11.7 million pairs of eyes out there that can keep an eye out. But reports have Ohio's missing children issue as out, outsized compared to other states of similar population, such as North Carolina. Despite having similar populations, Ohio had more than double the missing children as uh, North Carolina did in 2022. For some reason in 2023, we've seen a lot more than we normally see, which is troubling in the part because we don't know what's going on with these kids, whether they're being trafficked or whether they're being involved in gang activity or drugs. Hmm. Cleveland missing uh, president of uh, president in Newburgh Heights police chief, John uh, Majoy said in May, join us in the Miners Protection founder, Brennan, Brianna Brown is concerned. As a community, I feel like we need to do more, she told News 5. We need to make it a priority. If we make more things like this priority, we will be more on top of it, such as, as updating the website so we can know who is actually missing. This is our community. We want to know what's going on in our community and with our children especially. We have so many missing children. We want to prevent, prevent this from happening. So we need to buckle down. This is not a matter we should take lightly. Not at all. Well, you know what they should do in that community? Parents should stop being parents. Yeah, there's, there's, look, a, there's a thought. Look, look after your kids. Know what your kids are doing. Be in your, involved in your kids' lives. I don't know. Don't let them walk home from school when they're fucking five years old. Right. You know, be, be you, you, uh, you do the shit to uh, make a child. And then when the child is, is conceived, you're like, Oh man, how'd this happen? Yeah. They don't want to accept the res I, responsibility. I don't, I, I don't know how this happened. Well, if you don't know how it happened, Shouldn't got, be doing it. You got to go back and watch the health videos from like <laughs> sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Right. Pay attention. All right. So my next one's from Newsmax. 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 Yeah. DHS memo claims authorities to target misinformation. So you better watch out. Okay. The Department of Homeland Security has claimed in uh, in has claimed in internally circulated memos that the regulatory or statutory authority to seek out and ask social media companies to censor accounts with individuals it has deemed are spreading misinformation. The memos dated as early as February 2022 include pages titled DHS authorities in the MDM space, shorthand for misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation. But the pages are completely blank, redacted by the DHS, which relied on exemptions under a federal uh, freedom of Information Act request by the Libertarian Americans for Prosperity Foundation. AFPF shared the documents with Newsmax on Friday. The documents refer to a Ukraine playbook. 
The memos ostensibly were generated prior to last year's launch of the DHS Disinformation Governance Board, which was disbanded only weeks after it, its revelation due to public, uh, publicity of the office. However, the Attorney General of Missouri and Louisiana subsequently filed lawsuits against the Biden administration, winning a July 4th court order prohibiting it from further contact with social media companies. The order by U.S. Uh, District Judge Terry Doughty claimed the DHS seems to have assumed a role similar to an Orwellian mystery of truth. The Supreme Court stayed, uh, stayed the order until Friday when it was expected to rule further. AFPF's Director of Investigations, Kevin Schmidt, said that while Disinformation Governance Board may have been disbanded, DHS Secretary, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas testified to the Senate Homeland Security in May 2022 that the office was supposed to have developed guidelines and guardrails as to not infringe on pe people's free, spree, uh, free speech rights. Spreach. Yeah. Since the board has been disbanded and the DHS has responded to FOIA requests with redact redacted critical information, they go with the fucking redacted shit. What the fuck? These motherfucking redactors. <laughs> <laughs> it's unclear who has uh, what those guidelines and guardrails are or under what authority the DHS is operating. And that will do it for that article. Okay, my next one's from Newsmax. Hillary Clinton, Putin could meddle in 2024 White House election. Not again. It didn't happen the first time. I know, but they think so. And what, you haven't, you haven't fucking, um, you haven't been in the news, so you got to come out with a fucking stupid ass claim because you know the Democrats are going to lose. Right. So you're trying to get ahead of it. Um, Hillary Clinton is warning Russia is already um, meddling in the election and could do it, uh, meddled in an election and could do it again in 2024 White House contest. In, in an interview on Inside with Jen Paskey, fucking moron she used to be uh the press secretary for biden before uh kjp so it, w whatever's being said here is fucking one-sided anyways right the former secretary of state uh said moscow's election interference should be discussed more and asserted rush uh russian uh russian uh president vladimir putin's motive for meddling is uh, is has hearted for both American and democracy. That was written so I, fucking that, weird. Well, that, that's how she said it. Oh, that's yeah. Okay. I, I fear that the Russians have proved themselves to be quite, um, quite adept at interfering. And if he has a chance, he'll do it again. Said Clinton who lost in 2016 to Donald Trump. Get over it. I fucking love those videos and the montages I know. of I know. they're on this high yeah. and then fucking crumbles. Get like get over it. You fucking lost. In an interview with Pat Paskey, Paxi, Jen, whatever the fuck her last name is, she's a fucking loser anyways. Clinton claimed Putin got involved in that election because he didn't want her in office. We have to reject authoritism. We have to uh, reject a kind of creeping fascism, almost, of people who are really ready to turn over their thinking, their votes, and want to be dictators, and we can't allow that to proceed. 
Clinton said. And again, the Democrats, when they get really upset, they they push um, everything that they're feeling onto the Republicans. Yeah. So everything that she just said is what the Democrats want. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, Clinton has appeared to have given up on seeking a political office since the loss with Trump. Yeah, because she found out nobody wants you in office. Yep. You're a fucking lunatic. He, her most recent trip to the White House was in early September to attend the um, some fucking award ceremony awarded by the Japan Art Association for Lifetime Achievements in Arts, the Washington Examiner reported. In the run-up to the 2016 presidential election, cybersecurity experts uncovered a breach in the Democratic uh, National Committee emails tied to the Russian-based actors, the Washington Post reported at the time. Russia is also believed to have created a troll farm to amplify social media discord around 2016, the BBC reported at the time. Trump has denied the campaign involvement with Russia ahead of his 2016 victory. Putin is an authoritarian dictator uh, who literally kills his opposition, kills journalists, poisons people who disgrace, uh, uh, disagree with him, invades another country, and interferes with our election, Clinton argued on Sunday, while warning of a creeping fascism and wannabe dictators looming over the U.S. political horizon. Bitch. You got a lot of nerve saying he does all that because everybody that is connected to you is now dead. Yeah. I'm surprised Billy isn't dead yet. Billy. He's, he's just over there. <laughs> Hello there, Harry Lurie. <laughs> he, he probably goes to bed every day. Am I going to wake up tomorrow? <laughs> right. I didn't get the COVID jab. I shouldn't be worrying about that. I know too much about what she did. <laughs> when is she getting right. rid of me? <laughs> Clinton didn't provide any names, the New York Post noted, but Trump's current four indictments, both his denial of any wrongdoing and promise to not pardon himself, Clinton remarked, I don't believe him on anything. And bitch, I don't believe you on anything. Yeah, nobody does, and that's why... Nobody believes the Democratic Party on anything. No, they really don't. That's fucked. I'll bring it into my next article from Breibart. Texas to sanctuary cities, gear up, more migrant buses on the way. It's, well, you wanted these open borders, and uh, here you go. Exactly. <laughs> the state of Texas is telling mayors of sanctuary cities and other states to gear up as more migrant buses are on the way. Texas Governor Greg Abbott ordered additional buses to transport migrants being released onto the streets of border communities. I have directed the Texas Division of Emergency Management to deploy additional buses to send these migrants to self-declared sanctuary cities and provide much-needed relief to our overrun border towns, Governor Abbott said in a written statement on Friday. Until President Biden upholds his constitutional duty to secure America's southern border, Texas will continue to deploy as many buses as needed to relieve the strain caused by the surge of illegal crossings. The governor tasked the Texas Division of Emergency Management to increase the number of bus buses available to move migrants released onto border town streets to sanctuary cities in other states. So far, these cities include Washington, D.C., New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, Denver, and Los Angeles. Pretty much all places you wouldn't want to go to anyways because they're all fucking shitty now 
anyways. Yeah, you got the citizens that are still there just running amok. Running amok. <laughs> TDEM spokesman Seth Christensen told Breibart, Texas, on Saturday, the state of Texas has access to as many buses as necessary to provide relief to our overwhelmed border communities from massive numbers of migrants being pro- uh, processed and released by the federal government onto their streets. During the first three weeks of September, Border Patrol agents apprehended nearly 87,000 migrants who crossed the border into five Texas-based border sectors. This is an average of more than 4,100 migrants per day since September 1st. That's fucked. That's a lot of fucking people. And they're just overrunning. They're overrunning the country, and everybody sees it. Nobody... It seems like nobody's doing anything about it. All that he's doing is bussing them, which I understand to get them out of his his state. Mm-hmm. But he should be bussing them the other way, back out of the country. Well, they're just going to come back anyways. So what he's trying to do or accomplish is uh, send them to the Democratic-run co- uh, countries, uh, states, and cities because that is the ones that want the illegal migrants in the country. Mm. They want the open borders. That's where um, it comes into play why he's doing it that way. And I understand what you're saying, but he can bust them back over the border. And then what's going to happen? They're just going to get off the bus and cross the border again back into Texas. Yeah, that's true. Then you have Mayor Adams over there bitching and complaining. Yeah. But that's going to do it for that article. It goes into more... Stats and numbers, if you want to check it out, it's on Breibart. Y'all done? Yeah. Wow, look at you. Yeah. Good reporting. (laughs) Took me a while to write that article. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The next one is, uh, for me, is coming from USA Today. Crashed F-35. What to know about the high-tech jet? That often doesn't work correctly. It's a piece of shit. Okay, uh, moving on then. <laughs> um, the the fighter jet that crashed miles uh, after its pilot ejected over South Carolina has been toted as redefining modern American warfare. Okay, so making it worse. But it also comes with a price tag easily over $100 million in questions about it even be, uh, be, being uh, mission capable. Last Sunday, a Marine Corps pilot was flying an F-35B Lightning II stealth fighter jet at about 1,000 feet near Charleston uh, International Airport when he ejected and parachuted into the backyard, into a backyard in North Charleston. The plane kept flying for 60 miles, crashing in a field in Indiana town South Carolina. Indiana town. Yeah, Indiana town. What is an F-35 and why is it so expensive? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to tell you. All right. The F-35 made by Lockheed Martin uses the technology that can fly stealthily um, past enemy radar and defense while integrating nearby allied F-35 jet systems to piece real-time maps together that all planes can use. The aircraft can then direct their own missiles or those from other planes, ships, submarines, and ground stations to do targets. 
they've identified while airborne. The Pentagon purchased jets in three styles, the F-35A for the Air Force, the F-35B for the Marines, and the F-35C for the Navy. C. The F-35B can take off and land vertically, similar to how a helicopter takes off and lands. Wow. Wow. The F-35 is used by seven partner nations, including um, Canada, the UK, and Italy. On September, four- <clears throat> sorry. On September fourteenth, four F-35s landed at a Danish air uh, air base, part of an effort to provide more of the American planes to NATO members. Denmark then sent some of those uh, aging fighter jets, the F-16s. To Ukraine as forces there continue their fight against Russia. Other foreign nations include Israel, Japan, and South Korea have also bought the jets. So this one's just going to go on explaining what what the F-35 is about, how much the F-35 is, and, you know, that it's a piece of shit. Yeah, pretty much is. That's weird that it fl- it flew for sixty miles past where he ejected from, though. Well, yeah, it, it, it must have had a full tank. He must have just stopped at uh, the fuel fueling station and was like, "Fill me up, Johnny." Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have thought like when when he when he ejected, that the plane would just nosedive. No, it was on autopilot. Dies off. It was on autopilot. Well, yeah, I understand that, but you know when you when he ejected. You think there would be a safety or something like that? Oh, no, I hear what you're you know saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, I don't know. Stupid, dumb truck driver stopped talking about F-35s. <laughs> yeah. fuck was that? I don't know. So, my next one is from the People's Voice. Government staff told belief in two genders is a product of, a product and tool of colonialism white supremacy there you go yeah there you go perfect wow staff and government departments are being taught about gender ideology which affirms the idea that people can choose their gender at the same time those with legally protected gender critical beliefs and who believe that you cannot change your biological sex say they are bullied into silence well you can try but i'm not going to shut up about it in one department, staff shared a 30 Days of Pride calendar with, with daily videos and articles on topics including transgender children and the history of the Stonewall Riot that contained six hours of content. Workers in government departments are also being bombarded with material about white privilege and supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, they have a little, uh, little uh, memo here on that. Um, A group of 42 staff members has now written to Simon Case, the cabinet secretary, warning that impartiality in the civil service is at risk and the woke takeover of Whitehall could take effect, uh, could affect policy decisions. A diversity group in the Ministry of Justice claimed that in many societies, the belief in two genders is a product and tool of colonialism and white supremacy. The, uh, the MOJ's Gender Equality Network, one of a myriad groups uh, within the civil service set up by staff to discuss subjects such as diversity, 
circulated a newsletter in July 2022 to its members that discussed gender identity, pronouns, and non-binary people. This is what I don't understand. It, they're basically, they're at work, all right? You need to leave all that shit behind. Mm-hmm. You leave it at the fucking door. You have a job to do. Your job is not to be doing all this woke bullshit. You have a fucking job to do. Run the country. That's it. You fucks. The newsletter said, depending on the culture, people who identify as other genders have been associated with sacred powers, spirituality, and other thought are, are thought to be blessings to the family and community they are born into. Many North American indigenous tribes had no constructs of gender and embraced its fluidity before co- uh, colonial colonization. That's weird. In many societies, the gender binary is a product of tool of colonialism and white supremacy. The remarks were made by Alec Vade Menon, a self-described gender, non-conforming, and trans-feminine writer who was included as a part of a list of brilliant people in public life who are blazing a trail for a different way of thinking about gender. And this, this is going to go on. Um, I just think it's kind of funny that now they're trying to say that because those who believe that there's two genders, now you're a white supremacist. <clears throat> and you can come check my closet. I don't have a fucking KKK fucking shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But that's going to do it for that article. Okay, my next one is from uh, Fox News. <clears throat> Biden sets up a trap for any Republican who succeeds him in the presidency. There are more than 2 million federal workers as a group. They're overwhelmingly lean left. And this one is from Fox News. The Biden administration is setting a booby trap in case Republicans win the presidency in 2024. On Friday, the White House unveiled uh, a proposed rule that would make it even harder um, than in the past for an incoming Republican president to wrestle control from the left-leaning federal bureaucracy and actually implement a cons- and implement conservative po- policies promised to voters. <clears throat> um, of the 2.2 million federal civil workers, only 4,000 presidential appointees, the rest, uh, the rest stay in their jobs. From one administration to the next, protected by the rules that make it nearly impossible to discipline or replace them. Uh, the overwhelmingly favor left, a staggering 95% uh, of unionized federal employees who donate a political candidates give to Democrats, according to the open to open secrets. Only a tiny 5% support Republicans. Some federal workers in high positions slow walk or even derail Republican president agendas and get away with it. Why bother to vote uh, if left-leaning deep state stays in charge no matter who wins the presidency? GOP candidates, um, Donald Trump, Vivek Ramishwamy, Ron DeSantis are vowing to conquer uh, the obstructionism. Uh, Everett Kelly, um, union president of the American... um, 
The American Federation of Government Employees claims GOP contenders want to politicize routine government work. Nonsense. We're, We're not talking about mail carriers. It's It's time to make lawyers, PhDs, and other top-level career bureaucrats implement the president's agenda, not their own. After Trump won in 2016, they went to town neutralizing, uh, neutralizing him in almost every policy front explains James Shark. Um, Special assistance to the White House, domestic policy council under Trump. So this one's going to go on and explain how the, you know, the left is still going to be in control, whether you get, and that, that's why I said to you, do you even think Donald Trump, if he gets in or whoever gets in for the Republicans is going to be able to fix this mess? Not completely because he's fucked it up so much that it it would take at least two terms. But I, like I said, I think he's going to, he's going to focus on a couple things like economy, immigration, um, start tracking down fucking people that uh, that came in through the the open borders with all this sanctuary bullshit. Um, and you're not they're not going to be able to find everybody, but I think that's that's those are the two main things that he's going to do. And, and then third to that is um, if the Russian war is still going on, put squash that um, in a peaceful way, you know. Yeah, but I'm not mean, not go I, over there and bomb the shit out or or try and fund fucking Ukraine. But yeah, I don't I I mean that that's that's what's coming up now is uh who, who if they if a Republican does get in, are they even going to be able to switch anything because they're, you know, the left has got people so vested into this 2030 agenda. Right. All that all that's really going to happen is maybe it gets slowed down a little. No, that's why you just need to keep fighting. Just need to keep fighting. Um, and hopefully, hopefully we can, the Amer- we, meaning the American people, can actually fend this off so we actually do have that American freedom that, you know, used to have. Yeah. But I'll bring it into my next one from the Gateway Pundit. I vaccinated the nation and rebuilt the economy. Old Again? Man, old man Joe Biden starts shouting out of nowhere. Fucking. <laughs> Joe Biden Saturday evening delivered remarks at the 2023 Phoenix Awards dinner at the Washington Convention Center in Washington, D.C. Biden lied about the state of the economy. Kamala and I came into office determined to transform how the economy works, change the way it literally functions, Biden said. Well, you did. You fucked it up. Joe Biden destroyed the economy. Bidenomics equals high mortgage rates, high inflation rates, collapsed banks, expensive groceries, record high rent, and dwindling retirement accounts. Because you're having to pay for more, all more for gas, more for just to live, more for groceries, all that shit. And when you retire, you should be able to go take vac- fucking vacations. But not under this administration because they're fucking squeezing you dry. Fucking assholes. I know you can't even retire and buy that Corvette and be the old man in the loafer right? car show. Right. With a car that uh with his red Corvette and chrome rims. 
<laughs> yeah, that he de- he de- he doesn't actually drive like it's a Corvette. He drives like he's he's, he's driving, driving a Geo Metro. Right, right. Um, Biden said the American people just don't know all the progress he has made to the economy. Um, yeah, we we know what you did with the economy because uh, we're, we're fucking seeing it every time we fucking pull out our our debit card, credit card, or our cash. But we, but we need to get the world out on promises made and promises kept because the people don't know the progress that we made. I said it again. Hmm? Pro tip. If you have to convince people the economy is good, the economy is not good. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote that? That's kind of funny. I like that. Who is this? Christina Layla. There you go. Um, Biden. Uh, oh, down here. Biden began shouting out of nowhere as he boasted that he rebuilt the economy. You may have noticed a lot of people have focused on my age. I get it. I know I'm uh, I know better than anyone, but there's something else I know. When I came to office and this nation was flat on its back, I knew that I knew what to do. I vaccinated the nation and rebuilt the economy. Well, guess what? Dipshit. There's two people right here that didn't get fucking vaccinated. So you didn't vaccinate the nation. And there's millions of people out there that were smart enough not to take the first jab or any of the fucking boosters. You fuck. But, oh, I guess that's where she uh, ended the article, so. But do you fuck? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I added that in. <laughs> that was me. But, you know, it's just, he's being the typical typical politician, just try, saying things that people want to hear when he's actually not following through with it. But that'll do it for that article. Okay, my next one is from Your Tango. College grad explains that she stuck working as a server after not hearing back from the corporate job she's been applying to. This is going to be a good one. Mm. For many college uh, graduates, the transition from being a student to finding a place in the corporate world can be difficult and disheartening. Such such was the case for one uh, recent college grad named Allison Johnson. What a generic name. Who explained in in a TikTok video that getting her degree isn't all it's cracked up to be. And uh, the video is on this, so just uh, go to your tango. And if you if you happen to have TikTok, you can probably find her pretty easy because she has a huge fucking nose. I thought you were going to say following. No. Oh, shit. <clears throat> That's funny. <laughs> Looks like a sundial. <laughs> Stand over here. I need to see what time it is. <laughs> All right. She's uh, admitted that she stuck uh, at a serving job after not hearing back from corporate jobs she applied to. I have a bone to pick with America, Johnson stated in a video. I'm heading to my serving job and I hate it. Johnson explained that while she makes uh, decent money as a server, she spent four years working hard to earn a degree in business marketing, which ended up putting her in over $80,000 of student loan debt that she now has to pay off. On top of that, Johnson has been applying to corporate jobs in the field where she got her degree, but hasn't had much luck in getting hired. I've been applying for marketing jobs for weeks now, and... 
The pay cut is insane. She continued, the jobs that are 150,000 to 200,000 a year, I'm not getting those. I'm almost 25 years old going against corporate America and people with uh, uh, so much experience. Johnson pointed out um, that all she has to show for experience is her degree, which should be enough to get her a job in a desired field. But it isn't. People say get a degree, but then they don't talk about you need experience. The degree was, was the experience. Okay. So we'll wrap this up with my thoughts in a minute. We, we're going to get through this article. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, where the fuck was I? Okay. Fewer students are choosing to enroll in college administrate uh, amid a soaring amount of student debt in the country. According to the national clearinghouse, it was found that of 2020 high school graduates who chose to enroll in graduation, only 2% ended up enrolling in fall in, in the fall in 2021. Okay, so um, this one goes on a little, blah, blah, blah. Johnson's frustration highlights the very real challenge that many recent graduates face today, mounting student loan debt, a competitive job market, and the need for both a degree and practical experience. That's why it's so important that students in college are equipped not only with the degrees, but the practical skills and experience needed to thrive in the corporate world. All right, so is everybody ready for my opinion on this? Let's go. First of all, you dumb bitch, you're probably not going to get a job with a corporate company after this because you put it all over social media and everybody sees your fucking big nose flapping and talking shit about how you can't get a job. And mind you, you're shooting this TikTok video while you're driving down the fucking road. Oh, there so, you go. So you're not paying attention fully. You're too busy trying to get followers. But I got news for you. You're a fucking idiot, okay? You followed the fucking trap to go to school to get a fucking business marketing degree, which isn't going to get you anything because the whole business thing was a huge fad um, when me and you were getting out of high school to get into because entrepreneurship and all this shit. And yeah, I'll admit it. I fell into that trap a little, but I smartened up and realized college wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And I went and got a fucking and went into the trades. And you know what? Now I'm making really good money because you know why? There's limited people in my career. There's limited people in the tr- any trade career. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so you fell into that trap. You got yourself an $80,000 worth of debt and you didn't fucking learn anything. Your piece of paper that is your degree doesn't mean shit, okay? You need skills to get these jobs. You don't need a piece of paper anymore because all that piece of paper shows is that you've been indoctrinated by the left and these college administrations that get funded by the fucking left. So how about you shut the fuck up, you go to your fucking server job, and you get me a fucking water and a cheeseburger and keep your fucking mouth shut. (laughs) Maybe you'll move up in that restaurant uh, because you have that business degree and maybe you'll end up being a manager of that restaurant. There you go. Yeah. And maybe you'll move up to a GM or if this is a chain, maybe you end up being a district manager because now you got that college education. And you know what? If you started a fucking server, you dumb cunt and you move up the ladder, maybe you're in the corporate uh, sector of the, of this restaurant. 
Right. Yeah. You got to look at the bigger picture. You got to start at the bottom and work up. It isn't, oh, I walk out of college and I'm getting a million dollars. Yeah, right. Fucking grow the fuck up. It's fucking stupid. Get a nose job. Damn. She'll probably have to go dance for that because she's not making enough money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So bringing into my next one from MSN. Millennials looking to buy a home are worrying about climate risk. They're not wrong. There we go. Over 80% of prospective home buyers said climate risk impacted their search, Zillow found. Millennials registered the highest concern for floods, hurricanes, and droughts across uh, generations. Owning a home in a disaster-prone area is becoming trickier and pricier. As greatest swaths of the U.S. uh, experience extreme weather events, which I I don't really think that there's anything out of the normal. We've always had weather events, but potential home uh, homeowners what are you talking about. We never have had weather events. I know. Stop making stuff up. Oh, sorry. I I, I can remember back before you know two thousand eight. We're, we're we're not talking about in the fucking early eighteen hundreds. Okay. Oh, you should have seen it then. Jesus Christ, <laughs> it was even worse. <laughs> Uh, potential homeowners are becoming more concerned about climate risk. Over 80% of prospective homebuyers said climate risk impacted their search. Zillow found uh, uh, generationally. Millennials are expressing high rates of concern, according to Zillow's annual consumer housing trend report. I guess Zillow must have fucking gave this MSN some money because I've said Zillow three times already. I'm not even that far into the article. Uh, with 55% of millennials who plan to buy a home within the next year say cli- saying climate risks were very slash extremely impactful on where they plan to purchase. On the topic of flooding, 42% of prospective millennial buyers said it was on their minds for hurricanes. It was 36%. For extreme temperatures, 44% were concerned. While millennials logged higher concern over climate issues, than their Gen Z counterparts, it turns out millennials' budget is often putting them in the path of climate risk. The budget is often putting them in the path of climate risk. Okay. All right. Zillow found 36% of millennial buyers were considering moving to area an area with greater climate risk compared with 19% of Gen Zers. With mortgage rates over 7%, 7%. Where the fuck are you getting your fucking shit? Mortgage rates are higher than 7%, more like 8 or 9%. Home buyers are continuing to prioritize affordability. Manny Garcia, Zillow's senior population scientist, told Insider. Folks are chasing a home that they can that, that they can afford, and sometimes those homes are not in the most climate-resilient parts of the country, Garcia said. A lot of new housing is being built in Texas, Florida, and the Carolinas, he added. Generally, in South Carolina as a whole, has a lot more housing inventory compared with Western markets or the Northeast, we might be paying a million dollars for a home that's a hundred years old. Well, that's a little extreme, but yeah, it's true. Overall, owning a home in a disaster prone area is becoming trickier as insurers are pulling back from offering the kinds of coverage that become, that are becoming more needed than ever. And this is, this is going to go on um, a little more, but Today's, you know, just so you're aware, today's 30-year 30, 30 fixed purchase rate yeah. is at a 7.43 APR. For what credit score? 
That's probably perfect credit score, which almost se- nobody se- has. Around a se- 720 to oh, really? 740. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, so, there's people out there that have that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's not bad. No. But, uh, that's I mean, I mean, it should be down further for the price that homes are. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it definitely should be. The last time I saw a figure, it was, it was near nine, but they might be talking about, uh, you know, if you got a lower credit score, which is, you know, nobody's fault, you know, people run into problems. Yeah. You know, right. But not, that's going to do it for that cool article. Stuff on a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Love those credit cards. <laughs> Fucking great. Go Going on vacations you can't afford on credit cards. Hell yeah. But that's going to do it for that article. Okay. So, sorry. I, sorry. I, I heard you the first time. Did I, you? I was just trying to have a conversation after that that related to the article. I'm sorry for for trying to, you know. Well, we got some, some articles to do here. Okay. it's not. We're not going to get to everyone, okay? Oh, man. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> this next one's from the Wall Street Journal, okay? Oh, Jesus. The two-parent pr- two privilege review. Where are all the good men at, MJ? Over here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. For families with young children, morning routines can uh, resemble an assembly line. Make breakfast, remind the kids to brush their teeth, negotiate which snacks to include in their backpacks, remind them to brush their teeth again, um... Look at their look for their shoes, head out the door, head back in the door to get their backpacks, and maybe tell them to brush their teeth again. Uh, <laughs> at our household, when one parent is out of town, the process seems to intensify and can feel like the I Love Lucy episode in, in which Lucy takes a job wrapping chocolates. That's a fucking funny episode. I don't think I've seen that. My uh, my grandmother was really big into that show, so it oh, was, that makes it, sense, it was yeah. always on. Uh, quickly overwhelmed by the speed of the conveyor belt, she starts shoving chocolates anywhere they'll fit and concludes, I think we're fighting a losing game. Over the past 50 years, the number of one-parent households in America have dramatically increased. In 2019, 57% of U.S. children lived with two parents, down from 80% in 1980. This is the rise of single parent households and enable of empowerment or sign of a dwindling support for children. Discussions of parenting can be uh, fraught, dominated by feelings over facts and too often tinged with judgment rather than support. The problem is in part that there has been limited accessibility evidence on casual effect of household logistics on children's outcomes. Enter the two parent privilege. This is going to have to do with race. I guarantee it. <laughs> Everything has to do with race. How Americans stopped getting married and started falling behind. Melissa Carney's clear eyed look at the economic impact of having a second parent at the home. Um, She's an economist at the University of Maryland. Her topics of research range from social impact of the MTV show 16 and Pregnant to the recent COVID baby bust. Uh, As she notes, discomfort and hesitancy have uh, stifled public conversation on critical important topic that 
has sweeping implications, not just for the well-being of American children and families, but for the country's well-being as well. She, uh, her objective is twofold. First, uh, to offer the data-driven overview of the rise and impact of the single parenting. Second, the purpose strategies to enable kids to live in stable households. So if you want to read this one, it's uh, going to go on a little more. And it's just talk, talking about why, uh, you know, there's, you know, the, the trend, the trend is like just single parents nowadays. Yeah. It's been like that for a while. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I think, I think that, uh, that show did, um, um, popularize single parenting because younger girls were watching the show and they thought it was so easy, but they didn't understand that the girls on that show were getting a paycheck from MTV. Right. So that's why they were able to afford all these nice cars and houses and clothes and start businesses. That's not how the real life works. And basically that show lied to a whole generation of girls. And now they're in situations as single parents because they thought, Oh, well, Fucking, I'm gonna end up on the show. Yeah, that's what that I was just thinking about that when you when you said the 16 and pregnant um, show that. I mean, it. I can see where it's a good show to to show the struggles of a 16 year old having a kid, which which probably would have been the first season, but when they continued on, that yeah. wasn't showing any struggles. No, what you're gonna the, do the, is the, what that, you said is is get these these kids to fucking be like, well, yeah. well they can do it, I can do it. Exactly. Well, I'm gonna be famous, so I want I'm just gonna pop out a kid at sixteen. Fucking or idiot. fifteen. Or oh yeah. Or fourteen. No. It's fucked. Because that happened to my high school or junior high school. Jesus Christ. Well we well seventh and eighth grade was in the same school as the high school, so all right. Yeah. So yeah, we, 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 we saw a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bringing in my next one from the gateway pundit outrageous brothers who killed Ethan Liming stomped on his chest, broke his neck and took his car acquitted of involuntary manslaughter charges. Cause they're black. They are. I'll say it because if that, that was two white guy, white brothers that beat the shit out of a, um, a black guy, a black guy, yeah, or uh, black, yeah. It, it would fucking there'd be riots all over the place. Oh yeah, you'd this, see this it, would, the media would be, coverage would, would be, be everywhere. Nonstop news. Yep, it would be. But because it's a white kid and uh, two black guys did it, no big deal. Yep, just carry on. Yep. Who cares about Whitey? Nobody. Yeah, Whitey Bulger's dead. But um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is as you're wearing your Irish Boston hoodie. (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, shit. Rest in peace, my brother. (laughs) This is outrageous. (laughs) You're just missing your mulligan. (laughs) I know. Oh, fuck. I should get it out of my bag. The U.S. Marshal Service last year arrested three men acquitted. I mean, accused of fatally beating 17 year old high school student Ethan Liming to death outside the school founded by LeBron James in, in June. The fuck does LeBron James have to do with it was this out, article? It was outside the school that he created. The school yeah. that he created that's failing. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's that right. school is yes. not doing that well. Right. Well, I go. mean, he had good intentions with it, but it's like where the, the kids you're pulling into that school are, um, 
are from the inner cities and like, you know, you know, that life. Yeah. You, you were, you, you grew up in that. Yep. Uh, continues on the three men beat liming three men. There's only two men in the picture. Um, three men beat Lee, uh, liming to death and later bragged about it to friends. According to reports, Ethan liming, whose father is a pastor tried to calm the situation in the parking lot when he got jumped and hit in the head from behind the suspect suspects broke his neck. We learned from the police report that the suspects looking uh, took Liming's car and prevented his friends from driving him to the hospital. It was later reported that the attackers broke broke Liming's neck, and Ethan Liming had a shoe print on his chest when he died. Damn. Yeah, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be one of these people that say, "Oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter the color of your skin. You know, you 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 should do the crime." Yeah, that's correct, but I'm I'm not going that way. Because this is a, this is what it is. It was a white kid that fucking got beat to death by three black kids, and no big deal. Throw them back out on the streets. Right. And again, I'll say if it was three white guys that beat the shit out of a black guy and beat him to death, oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh geez. Whole country in an yeah, uproar. There, there, be fucking a million t-shirts out right now and flags and all that, all that, all that riot stuff. Support this and support yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. And that um, and that's what it's coming down to is and and again, that's your 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 prosecutors and all that putting criminals back out on the streets. And I guarantee these three will be back in the court system for something else. Yeah, they will. I can see that. And I'm not gonna say, oh, it's gonna be beating another white guy. It's gonna be there's there's a list of things that they probably could do. Yeah. Yeah. Last July an Ohio grand jury indicted three suspects on lesser charges after killing Liming and stealing his car. On Monday, a jury convicted the two brothers, Deshaun Stafford, 20, and his brother, uh, 19-year-old Tyler, on lesser assault charges. Deshaun Deshaun Stafford was found guilty of felony aggravated assault and one misdemeanor count of assault. His brother was found guilty on one count of misdemeanor assault. Deshaun is only facing up to two and a half years in prison after he fatally, fatally punched a minor teen. WJW reported. Uh, jurors on money handed up their verdicts in, in, in the involuntary, involuntary manslaughter trial of two brothers that had a, a fight and ended in the death of 17-year-old Ethan Liming. Deshaun and Tyler Stafford were acquitted of involuntary manslaughter charges, which would have been substantial time in jail if you, know, it, you, it, if you don't know about it. And it's funny because I was having a conversation with somebody, and um, th- this... Uh, Somebody was a Hispanic male and um, we were talking about, you know, everything that's going on in the inner cities and stuff like this. And he, not me, he comes, he tells me, isn't it funny when you see these videos, it's always black males. Yeah. But, but they're always the victim. Yes. And, and that's coming from um, a Hispanic male who's noticing this. Right. It's not, it's not just white guys noticing this. Yeah. But I mean, cause you don't, you don't, you don't see, you don't see white males out here doing this kind of shit. You don't see, well, you, well, you, you do, you see, you see women dressed up as white males that are uh, psychologically fucked up. So, okay. Yes. But you don't, you dominantly really don't see white males going out and robbing fucking stores or, you know, jumping people. Cause the videos are all online. It's usually white guys getting jumped. You don't see Hispanic males doing any of this. I mean, maybe that maybe it's out there. I haven't seen it. 
Right. You don't. You definitely don't see Asians. No. They like the quiet culture over here. I know. They really don't. You really don't see much from from the Asian community. They're getting of, ready for war. That's why. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's what it is. They're too busy training. Yeah. <laughs> they got they got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> right. All right. That's gonna do it for that article. And uh, you know, with that and with um everything that's going on in the inner cities, uh, you just you got to keep your you, and that this is goes for black, white, Hispanic, or Asian. You know, keep yourself your head on a swivel. And keep yourself protected. Because I also saw another video that a person at a, um, what's, it's a, it's a, it's a fast food chain. Is it, oh, Jack in the Box? Jack in the Box, yeah. Yeah. Um, they got the wrong fries and the person at the, the counter fucking got into an argument with them about the fries. This is what you're going to get. So they said, well, I want my curly fries. That's what I ordered. The lady came back with a gun and fired off fucking two rounds at them. What the fuck? Yeah. Holy shit. And that, you know, that that's the world we live in. So it's like, why, why are people even going out? There's videos of, you know, people just minding their own business, walking down the street, getting jumped. I've seen videos of, you know, groups surrounding cars, pulling people out, pulling people out of the car and beating, beating the shit out of them for no fucking reason. Yeah. And they think it's hilarious, but you know. Yep. Those people are going to get what's coming to them pretty soon if this, this shit continues. Yeah, they will. You know, the, the American the American people are going to have finally hit a breaking point and be like, enough's enough. Exactly. There's not enough police on the police forces. And, you know. And they're being told not to really police. They're just fucking glorified security guards, basically, just yeah. driving around. Yeah. A gun in your hand is better than a phone in your hand talking to a police officer that's five minutes out away. Very true. You know, very true. People got, people are going to start protecting their families and their loved ones their own way. Yep. Okay. So let's bring it back to, uh, the pedophile fact check. Oh, pedophile Biden falsely claims he has been to every mass shooting. This is from CNN. He's been everywhere when he's always on the beach. So he's been, he's been at every mass shooting. Is he the one doing them? Oh, shit. Pedophile Joe Biden falsely claimed Friday that he has been to the site of every mass shooting, the latest series of false claims about his travel record. And again, this is a CNN article. They're calling out his false claims. But I don't really, I don't, it's not really shocking to me because um, that this is probably the democratic agenda is they want to make Biden look like a fucking idiot so they can slide in, um, Gavin Newsom for that, that top spot or uh big Mike, big Mike, <laughs> which is just, if you didn't know is, uh, is, uh, Michelle or Michael, you know, if she, if he or she gets in, that'll be the first transgender president. There you go. Yeah. Wow. See? Yeah. Because Democrats, that fits, that fits the, the, uh, they're the all about, yeah, they're all about first mm-hmm. <laughs> pedophile Biden made a fry, uh a speech on Friday at the White House Rose Garden. Man, he's been in the Rose Garden a lot. That's because he can't he can't get he can't find his way into the house. That's why. <laughs> about these roses. Can you just put it down out here by the by the roses? I can't get in. <laughs> About the launch of a new White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention, he said. After every mass shooting, 
we hear a simple message, the same message all over the country. I've been to every mass shooting. Do something. Please do something. Okay? First, uh, facts first. Biden has not been to even close to every mass shooting site. Even if he was referring only to mass shootings during his presidency, minutes later in a Friday speech, he said, our country has experienced more than 500 mass shootings. He's a busy fucking guy. Been to 500 locations. Right. That's why he hasn't been to East Palestine, Ohio yet. Oh, that wasn't a mass shooting. Yeah. All right. So uh, was it last week or the week before? He said he was really busy. He can't make it out there. It's because he's going all these mass shooting sites. And here I I thought it was just the child sex ring that he's in. No, he's got more going on than just the child sex ring, okay? Okay. So far in 2023 alone, pedophile Biden has been has made one trip this year in connection to a specific mass shooting. He made three such trips in 2021 and 2022 combined. In March 2023, Biden visited Mo- Monterey Park, California, where there was a mass shooting at a dance studio in January. He traveled to Buffalo in May of 2022, uh, days after a massacre at a supermarket. Then traveled to Uvalde, Texas uh, the same month following a massacre at an elementary school. In 2021, he met the Asian American leaders in Atlanta after a shooting spree uh, at spas. There killed eight, including six women of Asian descent. But the pedophile did not go to the sites of numerous mass shootings during his presidency, including many that received significant national attention. For example, he did not travel to the sites of the shootings this year or last at the Mall of Allen, Texas, the farms of Half Moon, California, Half Moon Bay, California, a Christian school in Nashville, a bank in Louisville, Kentucky, a Walmart in Chesapeake, Virginia, or a parade at Highland Park, Illinois. Um, And by Biden's own count, that's a small fraction of mass shootings during this presidency. At the time of Biden's speech, the Gun Violence Archive, a nonprofit that tracks mass shootings and uh, defines them as shootings where four or more people were shot and killed, not including the shooter, listed 506 such shootings in 2023. Um, Vice President uh, Kamala Harris visited Highland Park after a shooting there while First Lady Jill visited Nashville in the wake of a shooting. The White House declined to comment on Friday on the president's inaccurate claim. (laughs) No surprise that they didn't fucking comment. Pedophile Biden has repeatedly invented or embellished aspects of his travel history and other elements of his biography. Yeah, like being a fucking professor. (laughs) Last week, he falsely claimed he went to Ground Zero in Manhattan the next day after terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001. He was actually at a site, the site, nine days after the attacks. What the fuck? And that's the that's the president right there. Yep. Fucking retard. Doesn't even know what's going on. Making false claims. And the 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 part that's hilarious about it is we live in a world of technology and you can, it, wherever he goes, it, there, there's going to be news outlets covering where he's at. Yeah. So you can search and find out if he was at these locations. Right. But, you know, he, he's, uh, 
he, you know, he was at the the signing of the Declaration of Independence. So I'm surprised, you know, yeah, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked that he's not caught up with the technology. So yeah, I think he forgets about that. Yeah, his his name is on the Constitution. He'll tell you. Oh, probably. So he he signed in the Second Amendment as being no big deal. Yo, what the? <laughs> you fucked up, buddy. And, and he signed the first. He signed in the First Amendment. You know. Yeah. You know that the Bill of Rights, all that, all that good stuff. His his signature is on there. He'll tell you. <laughs> it's fucking embarrassing. He was in all the major wars. Yeah. Oh yeah. He 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 was probably the. Uh, he probably led all the wars. He was right on the front lines. He was back. He was around when the Roman Empire uh, collapsed. Oh shit! Finally got uh, taken. Yeah. Home. Yeah. You know. Right. He knew Julius Caesar. Didn't he deliver Jesus? He did. I was going to say he knows Jesus. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. That, that's how he knows him. That's what I thought. <laughs> you know, he hung out with Jesus while he was a kid. Right. You know? True Biden fashion. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Bringing in my next one from By- Breibart. Maxine Waters. Republicans are not patriots. They're destroying our country. I, I think she meant to say Democrats. I think she did. Yeah. Probably. But she's a Democrat, so she didn't say that. She she meant to say it, but then then they they read they rewrote the article because they you know they didn't want to get her in trouble. Right. Representative Maxine Waters, Democrat of California, said on uh, this week's broadcast of MSNBC's The Sunday Show that Republicans are not patriots because they are destroying our country. Waters said we're heading from uh, for a shutdown. The Republican Party is in complete disarray. It's it is chaotic. The speaker is on his knees begging. He saw his soul when he when we saw 15 roll calls that were taken in order for him to be speaker. Now he has no control. Boy, such an angry person. Well, she is right. It shouldn't have taken that many fucking votes for him to get in. No, it he, shouldn't have. He was in there uh, making backdoor deals, buying everybody pizza, you know, and, uh, you know. Yeah, and he he doesn't have control because the you know that he made deals with people that want certain shit done, and they're not going to vote on the stuff he wants unless they get their stuff done. Right. Anchor Jonathan uh, Capehart said, "I was going to ask you your assessment of Speaker McCarthy's leadership, but I don't think leadership pertains to him, given what you just said." Water said, "No, he's pathetic." <laughs> Jesus. She continued, the Republicans who have claimed patriotism claim that they, they love this country. They don't care. If they will allow seniors and veterans not to be able to get their disability checks, for example, they don't care. If they would allow education to be dismantled in this country, they don't care. If they don't care about the people sleeping on the streets, the homeless, in their cutting houses, uh, housing vouchers, they're not patriots. Well, I think a lot of that shit is happening in the Democratic-run cities. We've com- we've brought articles to that att- to to that effect. Maxine Waters can, uh, concluded they are basically not only disrupting this country, they are destroying it. They can't they cannot con- claim patriotism anymore. We who fight for the people claim patriotism. I don't think I've heard a Democrat say that they're a patriot. We are patriots. We are the patriots, not them. For the Republicans, patriotism. Is lost. It's gone. Oh, that's how they are. They ended the article. Um, but yeah, that that's absolutely ridiculous. That 
you know, these, these people, they just fucking lie. Like they don't, they don't give a shit. They really don't give a shit. They know that they're in crunch time. They know they have, they have to do shit to push this, uh, 2030 agenda to keep us all fucking confined, like some 90 sci-fi movie and fucking, they're just, they're just outrightly lying. Well, it's funny you bring up the 2030 agenda. My next one's from the People's Voice. Klaus Schwab admits Agenda 2030 is failing as millions rise up against New World Order. Good. This is his New World Order, not the Chinese New World Order. Oh, that's what I was going to say earlier is Chinese have a New World Order. We have a New World Order agenda or whatever. So that's going to that's gonna be a well, pretty we, big well, fucking we, war. We don't. The, the powers that be have. Well, yeah, I yeah. mean, we, the country, you yeah. know, the people running the country, right? All right. Well, I have a 2030 agenda is to go against all their shit. Two years ago, Klaus Schwab openly declared that by, by the year 2030, the World Economic Forum would have full control over humanity. Yeah, how's that working out for you? Of course, Schwab tried to frame this as a positive development for people of the world in his um, psychopathic mind. We the, we the people need to be ruled by the globalist elite for our own good. And he's got a plan for us that involves murdering a vast majority of the world's population. And for those who survived the mass extinction event, a grim future of eating bugs and crickets, banning meat and dairy, banning private cars and 15 minute cities that could more accurately Describe as open air prisons. Wow. And we have covered this multiple times. So, unfortunately for Mr. Schwabi, the plan to lock up humanity by the year 2030 is not going to plan. Shucks. Man, man, how's this happening? I don't know. We we described everything so well. <laughs> <laughs> The people of the world are slowly but surely waking up to the truth about the evil agenda, and Schwab is becoming increasingly terrified of being held to account. Good. The global elite are now acting like concerned rats, and it's our job to make sure they do not escape. Before we dive in, um, uh, this is just a fucking thing, uh, talking about, hey, come check out our, the People's Voice community. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The World Economic Forum's agenda in 2030 is at a risk of failing, according to Klaus Schwab, who has warned his fellow elites uh, that their global globalization and depopulation agendas have been exposed and must be ramped up if they have any hope of succeeding. When historians look back on this era, it will be remembered as a time the globalist elite revealed their hand and began to lose their grip on power. According to Klaus Schwab's right-hand man, Yuval Noah Harah, um, the liberal rules based um, over that the globalist elite have been working on decades is suddenly in danger of being dismantled by the people of the world. And what is the greatest achievement of liberal uh, U.S. foreign policy, according to his assistant, here's a hint. It sounds a lot like a brand of liberal authoritating um, fascism pushed by Klaus Schwab from his hideout in the mountains of Switzerland. Oh, 
Wow. Um, but in my opinion, before we go on, I think I think they are aware that they're losing their stronghold of this plan. Yeah. But I think they're coming out and saying it because a lot of people are really stupid and they're going to fucking hear, oh, we're winning, so let's back off. No. Fucking put your foot on the throat even harder now. Exactly. Don't let off. Yep. Exactly. While that motherfucker's on the ground, get a couple cheap shots in. Exactly. Those five words should be enough to send chills down the spine of every self-respecting citizen in the free world. All the wor- words I just said should help you rise up. The globalist <laughs> elite are now more dangerous than ever. They are concerned rats willing to do anything because they can, they can see defeat on the horizon. And all of those who called for a new world order are now running scared. Yeah, and you know what? We need to hold them accountable. We need to hold them accountable with public executions once we get our hands on them. I was just going to say a firing line. Yeah. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like cool ones, not fucking lame firing line. It's going to be like the Blood Eagle. Oh, shit. Maybe a, a fucking wood chipper like uh, Andy Frasilla talks about. I mean, there, there's all kinds of cool ones you could do. You go look back in history. Right, know? right. Maybe, maybe you could do with, uh, you know, that one where you, you cut them open and you, you pull out their intestines and nail it to a post and tell them to run around the fucking post till they die. I mean... <laughs> Or you take a nice salt pack after you cut off their half their leg and just fucking tie it to their yeah. wound. And then this is all documented stuff. It's not like it we're is. making it up. It's, no, you know, you got you got it's history. It's history. <laughs> and where do you think they get all these like the the saw series? Yeah, all that shit was was actual oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. So you just watch the saw series and you come up with uh, how to deal with these guys, right? Klaus Schwab isn't the only globalist who is terrified. The new world order is failing. United Nations elites descended on New York City this week to attend the 2030 uh, Sustainable Development Goals Summit and devise an urgent plan to save Agenda 2030 because according to the UN Sanctuary General Antonio uh, uh, Gutters, the deeply unpopular uh, globalist plot is in peril. In in an address delivered before the attendees, including pedophile Joe Biden, um, Grutter said today only 15% of the targets are on track, with many of them going in reverse. Before issuing a call for global rescue plan to pull Agenda 2030 back from the jaws of defeat. This is, is what desperation looks like. Of course, they won't admit that people of the world have woken up yeah, really woken up to their agenda, not this woke bullshit. They will double down and continue their plan because as Proverbs 4.16 says, wicked doesn't sleep. You would know more about that than me because you made a look. Yeah, I There, I think there's more to, more to it than that. I don't really know. I'm not very good with reversing the Bible, but... It just, that sounds way too short. Well, I don't know. Maybe you can find it. What was it? Um, Pro- Proverbs 4.16. I guess it's how you say it. Yeah. Um, just this week, Klaus Schwab went on record thanking European bureaucrats for passing a new chip law. According to Schwab, this is an important step to create a physical brain for uh, digit- digitization. 
there uh, is simply no more room for humanity in WEF's, WEF's uh, dystopian vision for the future. Free think thinkers and truth tellers like Russell Brand are already being deplatformed and canceled by the globalist elite with their attack dogs and mainstream media attacking as their propaganda department. First, they came after um, Brett Kavan with a carefully crafted uh, uh, defamation campaign. Then they came after Russell Brand, who is smeared by the UK's far left for, for, uh, Channel 4 and a team of anonymous women. It appears he was getting too close to the truth on his popular YouTube channel. So, you know, they want, they want to go after all, all these people. And now they're tar targeting Tim Ballard. Yeah, which I uh, had an article on this last week, but we didn't get to it. Uh, the real-life hero from the Sound of Freedom movie who has warned by, by the globalist elite that they would end his career in retribution for daring to expose the global child trafficking industry in masses. So they basically said he's been doing, you know, the, the normal thing that they say of um, rape and all that of women and all that good stuff, you know, that they, they, they play the same card. Yeah. People see it. Um, these are desperate ploys by the elite. And I don't mean good stuff like, oh, yeah, that, that's good stuff. I'm just saying the way they use it, yeah. it's, that's how they look at it. Oh, right, right. They, yeah. they use the, the same tactic and they're like, yeah, just, just play the same game. And that's yeah. what I mean by good stuff is they, they play the same fucking game. I'm not saying rape or any of that is good stuff. So, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. These are desperate ploys by the elite who know that people are waking up to the evil plans, but, but they simply won't work. People have woken up to the revolution against the elites uh, has begun. The WEF infiltrated Canada the media is hard at work, pushing Klaus Schwab's insect eating agenda, but there is uh, just one problem. Even TV show hosts are struggling to pretend they are enjoying the WEF's plans for humanity. Um, 2023 is the year the elite became desperate and revealed their hand. While the battle will continue to rage for some time, do not lose hope. We are defending, uh, defeating the new world order. Now their plans are out in the open. It is time that we as humans come together and shape the future that we want. The future is not written in stone and does not belong to them. And that is correct. That is going to end that article. And the funny thing is, I don't know if we've gotten to it yet, but there is an article of Bill Gates. Did we get to that one? Climate, no. the climate change one. He's backing off, backing off. On no. his okay. He is backing off on the, the climate change shit a little, um, it seems like. We haven't gotten into that article. I might be wrong, but you know that, that's what the, the headline's um, getting at. And like we've talked about, we read these articles for the first time on the show. So Right. But with that being said, people around the world, because we do have other listeners from other countries, Canada, Germany, fucking um, Australia, Indonesia, fucking Guatemala, um, we, we got listeners out there. So, you know, spread the word. We need to come together. We're defeating billionaires. They are getting scared. Their agenda is not working. The biggest thing that happened was people saying no to the vaccine. That's yep. what fucked them up. Yep. And the uh, masks and the masks and Trump being president for four years, fucked up their whole plan. Yep. So continue saying no, stand up for yourself. Say no to the fucking 
transgender shit because that's part of the fucking plan. Yep. Stand up for your kids. Stand up for your loved ones. Say no. Yeah, exactly. We're, 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 we are going to win this battle, but we need to come together, not just as Americans. We need to come together as fucking people of the world because they are a very, very, very small percentage. Yeah. And we are a massive, massive, massive number of people and we can do whatever we want to take care of this. Yeah. And they're not going to be able to control it because the problem is if we all come together, we're going to be able to, yeah, may, maybe after, after this is all said and done, th- things go array because people are like, oh, you know, the powers that be that are next in line want, want a certain thing. But this right here, this is the battle on the forefront. Exactly. And it's like, like you said, that's the perfect thing that you said earlier is fucking keep the, keep the pedal to the metal all the way down. Don't let up and fucking blast through this shit. Yeah. If you're, if you're sitting down and your foot is on the throat, fucking stand up, get that pressure on there. Right. Right. Okay. And you said, We, we don't want them to even make it to 2025. We don't even want them to make it to the end of 2024. Fuck that. The end yeah. of 2023. Yeah. I fucking, I yeah. don't, they need to just fucking go. But, but I'm um, just, they got money. So they're, they're going to be around. But yeah, we, exactly. We, we, we are not going with their plan. We are not eating synthetic meat. We are not getting vaccinated. We are not wearing masks. We are not about the 15 minute cities. We are not about digital currency. We are not about fucking getting three articles of clothing for the fucking year. Right. We are not about fucking driving only EVs. We are not about getting rid of our gas stoves. We are not about getting rid of our air conditioners, our refrigerators, our fucking whatever. Yep. Okay. Yep. And you said we, we, we as a people run the fucking country, especially in America, we are supposed to be the freest country. But if you go check on free countries, we are probably 20 on the list last time. We're down. We're down. And as an American, that should fucking piss you off. Yep, there are countries freer than us, and we claim we're the freest country in the in the world. Let's make an example and show how free we fucking are as Americans, and fucking start standing up against this shit. Exactly. We all stop. We all start uh, stop needing to be fucking pussies and fucking stand up and say no. Yeah, be a um, bold fucking American yeah, and stand up for and, your and, rights. And, and and that's for men and women alike because we all walk around. Oh yeah, we got big fucking mouths. As Americans, but then when it comes time to fucking start chirping that fucking mouth, a lot of you get fucking quiet. Yep. Yep. You get scared. Well, why do you keep my job? Right. You said that was Proverbs 416, right? Uh, yes. Four, four, yeah. 416. Yeah. Four dash. Or, yeah. Colon. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, for they cannot rest until the, they do evil. They robbed. They are robbed of sleep till they make someone stumble. I knew it had to be a lot longer yeah. than that. But it, it, the gist of it is still the same. Yeah. But um, I'll bring it into my next one from MSN. Children do not belong to the state. Parents reach breaking point with schools keeping secrets and making gender policies about their kids. And for the life of me, I can't understand why anybody still has their kid in fucking public school. I mean, this is everywhere. This yeah, and is I, everywhere. And, and actually, I heard a story, okay? So you you actually do want to um, homeschool your kids because I heard a story uh, about someone that um, they they thought they did the right thing and pay, you know they did all the research on the school and they paid for their kid to go to private schools. 
But they what they weren't fucking planning for is that on recess, a kid brought in his fucking phone, had full internet access, and were watching fucking all kinds of videos and shit on the on the uh, phones that were inappropriate for their age. Oh, so right, right. If you're homeschool homeschooling, you have an idea what they're seeing with friends. Yeah. And the other thing is, oh, you know, um, I was thinking everybody wants to claim, oh, I can't homeschool because, you know, I wasn't educated enough in the school system. So I'm, I'm fucking stupid, basically, is what they're saying. Well, okay, we've already talked about, then you're proving my point that the fucking school systems suck. But think of it this way, their parent, if you homeschool your kids and you're so fucking stupid while you're homeschooling your kids, here's a thought. You're going to learn something. Exactly. You're going to become smarter. Yep. You're going to learn how to say no to what's going the fuck on right now. Right. And the so, thing is, when 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 you do homeschooling, <laughs> when you do homeschooling, you, you the curriculum is right there in front of you. All the answers are right there. It explains how to do everything. Exactly. So you don't have to really grasp the whole project, the, the whole process because it's broken down. So it, it, it really comes down to laziness is what I think it is. They don't want to, they don't want to be bothered with it. They'd want, they want to send the kid out. So for those six or seven hours, whatever it is, they, they don't have to deal with the kid. They can have a mental break yeah, and all that bullshit. But, um, when you, when you sign up to have a kid, you sign up to be there for that kid, protect that kid you know, do everything you can for that child to make them when they become of age, be a good citizen to what society is. And as parents right now, that's what you need to start doing. You need to start um, teaching your kids American values, teaching your kid that the Pledge of Allegiance matters, that that flag behind MJ matters. Like everything that they're trying to make look like shit isn't shit. People have died for that red, white, and blue, yep. you know, and they want, they're trying to make the rainbow trans flag more important than that flag. Yep. They're taking it down yeah. and putting up the, the trans flag. And that, that's just, up. that's just one example of what parents need to do is, tr- you know, show their kids what that flag is about. Exactly. So it goes on to say, California has become a battleground with parents concerns about their children's education and well-being collide with progressive gender policies. Now a group of parents from across the political spectrum is pushing for parental rights to be prioritized over uh, partisan divisions. California Attorney General Bob Bontes has set a uh, lawsuit against the Chino Valley Unified School District Board of Education and ignited a debate over parental notification policies in the state. Uh, The... CVUSDs voted on a policy that requires staff to inform parents of their child if their child identifies as transgender. This move was met with a series of parental concerns and is not limited to conservative voices. In a recent op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, editorial board member Alyssa Finley wrote, it takes a village, but in California, parents aren't welcome, and pointed out that the parents sick of California's education policies come from all sides of the political aisle. When Finley discussed the concerns, concerned parents, she wrote, Republicans make up only about a, half, a third of voters and only 12% of students are white. The, uh, the policy w- was spurred by parents 
of all colors and all political stripes who complained that school employees were encouraging their children to adopt opposite sex identities. And I honestly think, like, what I would love is if any of these teachers are pushing that gender ideology woke bullshit that they need to be fired fucking on the spot. We might, might drop a few teachers, but you know what? Get them the fuck out. They're not doing their fucking job. Exactly. Finley also claimed the lawsuit encapsulates the popular view of left-wing governments. Parents can't be trusted with their own children, uh, with their own children. And the state of California is deeming parents who don't subscribe to the left's woke ideology, a mortal danger to their children, a mortal danger. Finley also discussed a letter to the National School Board Association wrote to President Biden in 2021. The letter suggests that parents protesting over leftist curriculum are threats and acts of violence and could be considered domestic terrorism. That's fucking domestic terrorism. Uh, This is going to keep going on, but it's just fucking ridiculous that, you know, they're they're doing this fucking bullshit. All right. Um... Are you you fucking done? Maybe. So we're going to wrap up the show. Um, We didn't get into COVID. We didn't get into World War III. We didn't get into New York City. We didn't get into some of the climate change. We didn't get into Biden's uh, continuing fuck-ups of the week. But we can't cover it all. We'd be here for five, six hours. I mean, it's getting to the point where me and MJ have talked. We might have to start doing something for every day of the week yeah articles are getting so bad um we didn't even get into talking about how uh travis kelsey of the kansas city chiefs is going and supporting the covid jab just so he can be with fucking taylor swift who is a fucking useless left-wing cunt um she's gross well kfc is running a special right now it's a secret menu item Really? Uh, two skinny legs, two small breasts, and a left wing. It's a Taylor Swift special. Nice. So you can run over there and grab that and support her and her new man. Um, but with that being said, we covered a little bit of, uh, you know, the romance of those two. Um, if you like the show or what we're talking about or what we're trying to get out there in the allotted time that we have... Um, and you're listening on your favorite podcast directory or watching on Rumble, give us a follow because this is the content you're going to be hearing and watching. Um, And give us a like and comment. Uh, You can also find us on Instagram, X, and threads at checkers underscore and underscore MJ. We are at truth at the underscore realist underscore uncensored. And we are at Rumble at the realist uncensored. Um. We are on all the social media platforms. The only ones we're really kind of active on right now is X. Um, Cause what's the point? Right. Get, um, get throttled back. It, yeah. We're just tr- tossed to the side. Like trash. we're getting our message out there, but you as listeners need to start sharing it and stop being scared of what um, auntie Karen's going to say. If you bring it up at a family event, um, email us at the realist uncensored at gmail.com. You can tell Auntie Karen to email us. We'll have a conversation with her. Um, it could be 
show ideas. It could be on rap ideas. It could be articles. It could be us talking to Auntie Karen. Oh, Auntie Karen. Um, and episodes will be dropping weekly on Wednesday and Friday. So be on the lookout for those. And I don't know, fucking maybe MJ opens up the vault for a Monday. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. And to all our listeners, fucking spread the word with the show, please. We need to get, especially that article we did on the WEF, losing their grip on the American people and the world. Keep that foot on, on everybody's throat, and we'll see you Wednesday.